it's a great pleasure to welcome to What's Next, Peter French, who's the General Manager for Middle East and Africa at Acronis, Akonan Kalichane, who's the Product Manager for Rectron South Africa. Um, firstly, good morning to both of you. How are you guys doing? Good morning. Good morning, Aki. I'm doing great. Um, nice to have this kind of setup. I'm just looking forward to the whole thing panning out nicely. Yeah, great morning. Yeah. Good morning to oh. you, and, and and Peter, hi to you. I mean, we, we chatted earlier in January at the Acronis event, and uh, certainly highlighted a lot of the challenges we're going to be talking about today. Talking about staying cyber resilient by preventing tomorrow's cyber threats today, and we all know what's going on out there. It's literally uh, um, it, it, it's war, right, in the cyber yeah. world. Um, you know, the cyber threats that are happening that are hitting organisations every single day. I mean, cybersecurity has become a hot topic in the past three to four years. Um, how does Acronis set itself apart from, in terms of being identified as a leader in what they do, Peter? Well, good morning. And yeah, it was a great pleasure chatting to you then and going into those topics at a very high level. Um, I must say, for me, I can't see cybersecurity as being a recent trend, but it is probably becoming more every man or every person's concern now and it's more and more on our radar with press articles with major major breaches and attacks and that's part of daily news it's no longer in hackers underground websites or something or on some deep tech article so it is very mainstream from an opponent's perspective uh, we pivoted uh, what is it now? Seven years ago, we started to pivot from being a pure data protection provider to being a uh, cyber protection provider. And what that means is we're focusing on the complete protection of data, not not only on you know creating another copy of it, which is indeed an integral part of your uh, cyber readiness. Your yeah. Of securing your, your critical workloads but there's so much more to it and there's so much more so many more threats to your data being accessed by bad actors or being deleted or being leaked or compromised or never mind just that but just due to negligence now there are many risks that, that organizations face and huge fines that can be imposed upon them for this so what we as a furnace do and what we're doing to separate ourselves or to define ourselves is A, cyber protection as a whole, understanding what the threats are, what the risks are, and providing a complete integrated single pane of glass, single solution that allows the channel, allows the managed service providers to easily and quickly address this total protection space uh, for your data. And the, the key component there is a single pane of glass, a single solution, a single agent. Uh, one interesting stat that came up um, just the other day that I was reading is uh, SPs or MSPs spend 69% of their time managing and orchestrating various solutions to look after their customers data and sure that's your job as an MSP but if you can reduce that time significantly if you can halve it by simplifying the, the solutions you're able to address more customers and mm -hmm. that translates to 
well, more better security for your customers, and as a business, channel business, more revenue for you, more more profit for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, sixty-nine percent is quite an astonishing number when you think about it. Um, uh, and certainly, thank you for highlighting the the, the, the seriousness of cybersecurity and how important it is. Akona, um, when you look at cyber threats and how they've increased, and we've seen a, a massive increase um, uh, since the introduction of remote work. Right now, you've got all these additional risks happening simultaneously. What are the additional considerations uh, that one needs to ensure uh, when you are looking at working remotely? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that remote work has put a massive strain on security within a corporate environment. Yeah, most certainly. I mean, um, we've seen the shift in, in how people used to work, especially um, over the past two to three years, uh, people being forced to work remotely and companies having to adjust and having to strengthen their security um, solutions that they have because now people are working outside the company's firewall, they are outside the company's connections. It means that companies have to adopt other services to make sure that those employees that are not connected within the company's um, wireless connection, they have to make sure that they are protected. So there's quite a lot of things that companies actually need to look at because as humans, there's so much that people can do. I always say this, um, especially with cyber, with cyber threats um, evolving and increasing on a day-to-day -day basis. So there's quite a lot. Um, you find that people are not working from home. And in South Africa, unfortunately, we face with things like load shading, whereby you might be working at home and load shading strikes. You're, maybe you don't have backup power to make sure that your, your internet is up and running. So the next thing a person looks at is going to the nearest hotspot or to, to, to the nearest coffee shop where there is internet available. And that is actually causing or actually you are putting yourself in danger because you are connecting to an inter internet hotspot or, or connection that you are not even sure of how secure it is. And so that is why uh, we always encourage um, um, companies, organizations of all different sizes to say, um, we understand that you you are you don't have the, the full control of your network anymore because people are working outside. So they have to introduce other solutions just to strengthen um, the, the security posture that they are con um, the, the employees are being connecting outside their company's networks. Things like um, making sure that your employees as well, teaching them about cybersecurity. Like I said, as people, there's so much that you can do. Um, um, they should they should be. A company should have rollouts. I would always say this maybe every twice a year, once a year, have a workshop whereby you're taking all your employees through um, a series of workshops on how to stay, um, to stay, to look at, to spot cyber threats and how to actually prevent themselves from actually getting attacked. There's other solutions. I mean, you find that there's companies that have the minimalist of all um, cyber security solutions that they have in place. And they have very critical data that is there. Um, there are certain things that companies can do. Um, connecting through a VPN is one of the things, but that on its own is not 100%. So that is why you have the likes of companies like Acronis who've got the services to say, we're not just giving you uh, the solution to say you're storing your data in a different location, but they offer that cyber protection as well because um, it's very important that you're protected wherever you are. People are, are now becoming more uh, dependent um, on internet wherever you go. You want to make sure that you've got internet available at your fingertips. 
and that is also another problem. We we like the the what's the word for it? We like the the convenience that comes with it. You know, you're able to do everything wherever you are. But are we looking at other external factors that come with that? So there's different solutions available. Um, from um, protecting your data is one thing. There's also you have to make sure that your endpoints are protected. So employee services whereby you know that you can be able to give your employees um, stop them from doing certain things like plugging in any other device that they have. There are solutions that are able to do that. People are now connecting to their mobile devices to do work. I might be stepping out, working remotely comes with flexibility, right? So I might be stepping out to go to the supermarket to draw to pick up something in like 15 minutes. I get an urgent email, I step on my phone, I'm connecting, and then I respond to that. That is company's data being connected to an, a device that is not protected. So companies actually need to employ services in ways on how do they make sure that these devices are, are protected as well. And with the solutions that Acronis has, I mean, there's different solutions available, tailor-made to the type of security level that you need for your data. So you are able to actually build up, it, it all depends on, are you an SME or a medium company or an enterprise company, obviously the level of security required is not going to be the same. But at the end of the day, it's all important that everyone stays up to um, being protected because there is no one who's immune. No matter the company yeah, size exactly. that you are. I actually read stats lately that um, SMBs, um, the, the, they are actually, I think the last, the last time I checked, they are about 43% in danger. It's like the number is growing and growing on a daily basis. And one of the reasons for that would be is because they think that they are small companies. Nobody is going to be looking into attacking them. And that is where actually the most vulnerabilities lie because cyber criminals are smart. They know that smaller companies don't invest much into things like cyber security. And that is why they use those tools to attack those smaller companies in volumes. And at the end of the day, they do get the type of level of, security, uh, of um, whatever they want. Yeah. And you look at your bigger organizations as well. You've seen in the past um, bigger companies uh, being attacked and um, something that no one could actually expect because you, you always expect your bigger corporates to have everything in place, right? But it's funny how in the recent years we've seen that those companies um, do actually get attacked as well, which actually goes to prove that there is no one immune, there is no one who can say I've got 100% security to make sure that I am never attacked. So there's quite a lot. Employing the right services, yeah, yeah, picking yeah. up your data, including other services like patching your systems with cloud. Cloud means that... Um, Services and applications are forever being updated, and with every update that comes through, there are bugs that are there. Do you have the services in place to make sure whenever there are bugs, you are able to fix them? I use your data encrypted across all the devices. So those are some of the measures that company can be able to um, employ and make sure that they're in place, just to make sure that they are safe, because, like I said, yeah. humans can do so uh, much. There's email phishing. Just make sure that everything is in place. No, interesting stuff. I mean, you talk about data and how important uh, the protection of data is. Um, and, you know, with the enforcement of the Papia Act uh, from July 2021, uh, are, are, you, are you seeing, Peter, uh, a change in how companies look at cybersecurity? And is the demand of, you know, for data protection growing or is it staying stagnant? Are people doing the same as what they were doing a year ago, for example? Look, uh, I think I, I actually alluded to 
uh, fines and that form of threat being imposed upon organizations from a financial risk perspective uh, just now. Sure, there are bad actors out there after you and they're going to make you pay ransom. But the responsible management of your data and of your customers' data, you're going to pay ransom to, to the government for that because you've got to, you're going to be fined. And Popia or GDPR, they are definite drivers in more a, a better security stance or better overall security. It's definitely seen it or resulted in an uptick and a drastic uptake by all levels of organizations to to improve their security stance, to better manage their data, to yeah. implement controls and processes, uh, to understand what data they're storing. Uh, so yes, in short, there's definitely been an acceleration or advancement in cybersecurity in respect of popular data protection and legislation. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that... Uh, um, you know, despite the fact that, uh, you know, we've got the Papier Act, I mean, we've seen some serious security breaches over the last year that have happened uh, where, you know, my personal data as a, as, a, as a customer have been affected. So it certainly just goes to show how, how bad it is out there. Akona, when you look at the common practices that companies overlook, I mean, you touched on some of them. I mean, patching, for example, is just such an obvious one, but sometimes it does get overlooked. Uh, one of those common practices which do get overlooked, which may put them more in danger of, of, of cyber attacks, Akona? Yeah, I think on that, it, it's, it's also in line with what I touched on my, my previous points, whereby companies, um, things have changed. It's no longer the same. Um, there's uh, people not working in the offices, and even if they are working in the offices, I always go back to training, training, training is much more important because not all your employees are going to be aware that um, of what cyber crime is or cyber, what cyber threats are. So it's very important that those things are put into place. Things that companies overlook is um, the amount of data updates that actually happened. Um, actually happen collaboration tools as well. We are um, becoming more and more reliant on actually having to work on collaboration tools because it's also people are not working in the same office anymore on a day-to-day -day basis. So those are yes. some of the things that we might not actually, it's, it's, it's as simple as I'm taking in a meeting um, through one of the collaboration tools available. I'm not using my company laptop that is actually having the security required. Maybe I'm taking it on a different mobile device that is that is also causing a threat um, people can do so much um, there's email phishing that is available I always tell customers and all, all the people that I deal with that email threats are the most used type of um, cyber attack that criminals use out there so it's very important to have email security in place and one of the reasons for that is almost each and every company uses email you find that um, depending on the nature of company or the nature of the business, companies are using emails and do you have the, the protection that is needed to have the protection in place? Mm. And also, on a, once in a while, review your security posture, review your security environment to find out and be able to see, are the services that you have in place, are they working um, the way that they're supposed to? And if they're not, because whatever security level you might have, Threats are forever evolving. It might not be able to 
to, to stop some of the threats that are forever coming up. So be able to review your, your security levels within your IT infrastructures as well. And um, the, the way data is being handled as well. You cannot now in this day rely on having data stored on one location on your primary service. What happens if your mm. servers fail? What happens if there's a natural disaster? Anything can happen. You are actually a threat and at danger of losing all the information. So one of the things that companies actually need to employ is their is the culture of having your data stored in different regions and uh, with the use of other services as well. Um, are you able, if your company was to be down for an hour, two hours a day, would you be able to carry on the cost or are you going to be losing millions? So there's things like that are important, business continuity. Some of these services may come at a price, but trust me, the price that you're going to be paying to prevent those things yeah. from happening is far less than what you would pay when you actually become um, compromised at a threat. So there's quite a lot. Um, yeah, like I said, backing yeah. up reviewing your systems, teaching your staff, providing trainings, and so forth. Good advice there, very good advice there. And I think that, uh, you know, often companies overlook, you know, they're storing their data in one place. Um, I know a few companies like that, you know, what happens if yeah. you have done a natural disaster? You know, you've, you've got to look at uh, alternatives like cloud storage, for example, which are critical, but reviewing uh, your, your, your data security and how your posture is, many times is 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 also great advice because sometimes people put you know those security measures in place i think well i'm secured and they just leave it there you can't just uh, forget about that yeah and uh, at, at the launch uh, i attended in january peter you acronis uh, launched a, a local data center which i found quite interesting uh it's on south african soil how will this help companies with their data security compliance well I think on the compliance standpoint, um, especially uh, if you're looking at financial, government or medical institutions where there's a prerequisite to have data sovereignty or certain types of data, indeed that enables it and it allows us or those customers to leverage our total stack of services um, and obviously store data in our, in our DC. But for the general market as well, or the broader market, what it really does is it provides the level of performance and the experience of these cloud services onto local soil. So you don't no longer need to traverse the, the, the large fiber optic networks around the world at higher latencies, at lower throughputs, at shaped congested links. And sure, bandwidth is increasing, but the shorter round trip time, the better. And that improves the experience and improves the interface. It improves your ability to, to manage more and more workloads, more and more customers quickly. And of course, uh, it ticks the box on where is my data stored? Because you can literally know in which physical building, if we were to disclose that, of course, but we are able to guarantee that all data resides within the perimeters of that building, right. those buildings. And that, yeah, that offers reassurance because once I move things to the cloud, where is the cloud? It's everywhere, right? And it's someone else's computer somewhere else and it could be replicated or whatever. I need to be able to control that. So I need to know who had access to it, 
and where it is physically located. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, data, data, data again, you know, and the data sovereignty, where does the data reside? I think those are very, very important points that you raise. Um, I, I kind of look, you know, you, we, we talk about security and we talk about adding those additional products, but some will say that, yes, you know, there are free products that come together with, uh, you know, integrated into my operating system, for example. Um, uh, those security products are there for consumers and commonly used by small companies as well. Is this good enough when you look at uh, where we are with all these evolving cyber threats? Is that base security that comes for free good enough today? Well, um, I love the question. And the answer to that is a, a no, <laughs> because everything that is free is a free source or free to use will have limitations and not small limitations, but quite a lot. Or it won't give you the comprehensive protection that you are actually looking for. Um, there is a reason why it is most of these um, solutions that you find available on the internet or the ones that are, pay, are actually targeted for consumers. They don't have the level of security or protection that is required for an enterprise, for a business, so to speak. And you find that um, these are not only used by consumers. You find that your smaller companies also use the services. I mean, it's fair enough that everything at the end of the day, it does, it does go uh, boil down to what, what is the price of the service. But is the yes. price of the service more important than what the service actually gives you? So it's all about the benefits that come with the service that you're looking for. And if you are running a business, what, no matter how many employees you have, no matter what the size of your business, it's important that you employ business-related um, protection services for your IT environment. And the reason for that is what I, what I always think is that people always think when you go the enterprise route or the business route, then uh, the price point becomes different. But what I like about the services that you offer is there's different levels of security or protection that is actually available. So you are able to pick the services according to and the level of security that you require. So these this protection services that are available online or for free are not going to give you um, the type of protection that you want. Most of them are just purely protecting the endpoint part of things and mm. it just ends there. What if your data is sitting in the cloud somewhere? Is your data protected? There's other security um, solutions available um, all, all, all around the world. And I think we've seen how um, ransomware protection has become one of the most important things to have when you are actually looking at cyber protection. But do those services, those consumer lines have that those type of level of security? No. So um, look at, uh, take away the price point of things. Look at what it comes with. Is it getting what I want? There's a reason why a person would buy a Mercedes and not a Tesla. You know, it's, it's pretty much the same thing, the same scenario, the same principle when it comes to security as well. Look at what you're yeah. looking for, look at the level of security that you want and then gauge it from there because there's um, consumer lines, yes, they'll give you the security that you require, but it's not going to be comprehensive or to the level of business protection or enterprise levels of type of security. No, I mean, I guess what I'm hearing from you, and a nice analogy as, as you were talking there is, is if you've got a house, right, um, yeah. the basic security would be the front door. 
but you need to put a, a security door as well, and, and you need fans. to put a, a garage door <laughs> as well, yeah. and you need to put a, a, a gate where you come into your home, you know, I mean, True. all those additional measures are yeah. protecting you and making you safer, I guess. And, and that is why, yeah, it's important for people to look at security in that sense as well. Look at it, you are living yeah. in a house, you've got the door, you've got the windows, you want the fence, why do you need the surveillance cameras? It's the same thing, you know. Exactly. And, exactly. and the alarm system and this and that. So, no, important stuff there. I mean, Peter, anti-ransomware is uh, something that has become very important. And uh, um, to, 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 when it comes to protecting data in the cloud, for example, on-prem or in a hybrid environment, what added services does Acronis offer to provide comprehensive cyber protection? So, I mean, this is great because now I get to talk product a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'll try my best not to do a, a, the, the full pitch, but look, in terms of our total protection offering, we, cons we look at the security stance from the various layers and the various um, challenges we're trying to address. So your safety, accessibility, privacy, authenticity and security. These are the various pillars that we focus on. And addressing each of these various pillars, we have components in our uh, Cyber Protect Cloud platform that address them. So be it, as you all know, backup, and as we've spoken, that's a, an important component. And by extension of backup, we have continuity or disaster recovery. Then moving on from a security standpoint, Ransomware protection, uh, we have our own ra incredible ransomware protection engine. Um, couple that up with an advanced anti-malware engine, so full stack anti-malware, antivirus. Then extending beyond that, we do patch management and vulnerability assessment to identify potential risks and of course deal with them before they are exploited and before introduction of potential malware into our systems. And now, even going even beyond that, we have, uh, from an authenticity perspective, we have notarization technology that can notarize files that are stored in the cloud or files that you, you know, share or agreements or contracts that you might be sharing and offering blockchain-based notarization. And then extending the science of position even further, we look at uh, data leakage and data loss prevention, um, device control, so being able to limit which types of USB devices can be plugged into employees' PCs at home, because that's a very uh, common entry point for, for malware as well, and was traditionally, and it, it actually still is, uh, a prevalent, uh, a real risk for company data, not just being able to introduce threats, but being able to exfiltrate large volumes of data from a corporate network. So being able to lock down which exact external hard drive could access your system and get on a company laptop. And of course, uh, I kind of mentioned just now, email being the most prevalent form of uh, or entry point for, for malware. So our advanced email security is uh, yeah an exceptional protection vector and mechanism that's part of our cyber protection solution. Goodness me. And then we go on. I mean, 
in, uh, EDR, Endpoint Detection and Response. Um, this is now uh, sort of a zero trust framework, zero trust thinking, being able to isolate and identify exactly what the operating system should look like and what processes and process interaction is and defining that to a T so that anything that operates outside of that norm is halted in its tracks before it can cause any damage. Uh, goodness me, I think. And the list goes on. I mean, we have tools for uh, automation, for managing larger workloads, more environments, more systems. Uh, yeah. so our cyber toolkit, we have numerous integrations with remote management uh, and professional services automation tools that extend even beyond just cyber protection, but from total uh, environment or remote IT and enterprise IT control. Uh, yeah. And we're constantly looking for what tomorrow's threats are and how are we going to address them um, with, our, with our cyber protection stack. So, yeah, okay. I think in summary, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. But I'd also but like I think, to... I think also, I think what's important, sorry if you interrupt you there, Peter, is that mm -hmm. um, important to highlight what you guys spend on R&D because that for me is, is, is quite impressive because uh, you're constantly looking at, uh, at, at, at you know, reinventing and, and really coming up before uh, the cyber uh, threats happen. Uh, this is the kind of money that you're spending. I mean, you're spending a, a lot of money. Just touch on that just very briefly, please. So I do not have our internal uh, numbers on R&D spend, but I can say uh, we, I mean, through collaboration with our partnered universities or through our one founders established universities where they are researching cybersecurity, where they are driving uh, research centers around the world to understand regional threats and uh, the region-specific type of threats, university programs, schools, it starts at that level from an education, being able yep. to, um, I can't say build, but train and uh, create uh, security conscious developers, uh, being able to build from the ground up these new technologies for the modern connected cloud world that we're in. And I mean, we've R&D center uh, with 500 employees and 700 employees, and now it's, it's grown rapidly. In uh, Bulgaria, we are uh, establishing additional R&D centers with our university partnerships. It's, it's our number one priority, is being able to understand the, the security risks and build appropriate solutions and innovative and leading solutions for us. Well, let me get your parting thoughts to both of you. Um, it's been a fascinating conversation. What's the single most important advice that you would give a security professional uh, with the backdrop of what we've been talking about um, and, and, and you know, protecting your data, protecting your infrastructure? What would your single most uh, biggest piece of advice be? Let's start with you, Akona. Well, uh, for me, I think um, I've already said this, is that look at yourself as someone, as someone who's, is a, who's a victim, no matter the size or your, your company size. And um, for security professionals, just um, give the right advice to all your customers. Because what we've seen is um, 
we they, they the customers organizations companies um they know what they want they know what their business processes are but to employ the type the other say the services that are needed to make sure that they are protected it all depends on us as security professionals to give out the right advice to those customers and those companies and just um that um please make sure that um you stay awoke stay woke cyber threats are there everyone is a victim <laughs> and i'm talking about individuals as well they can even yeah. they can even hack you aki because they know maybe there's some information that they want from you so it's it's something that no one is immune don't, don't, stay woke don't stay alive it. and just make sure you've got <laughs> yeah. all the protection well, that you need <laughs> yeah. yeah i think you've invented a new terminology there corner stay cyber woke I, I like it. I like it. I'm going to start using Stay it. Stay cyber woke. Uh, Peter, your closing, <laughs> yeah, your, your closing thoughts and your single piece of advice that you would give uh, you know, consumers, businesses out there, Peter? Well, it's funny that, you come, that the cyber work thing came up because my closing remarks is speaking to our stance and our approach to cyber protection is we have uh, cyber fitness to get cyber fit. And it's a really, really uh, thorough and complete analogy on what a security journey is for an individual uh, security practitioner. You need, like with exercise, you need to get fit. Now, we don't just get fit so we can do more exercise. We get fit because we need to be healthy. And our security stance, a cyber fitness stance, will improve as we get cyber fit through good nutrition or, well, and fitness, good health, good exercise. And then moving that or extrapolating on that a little bit, we go back to the analogy just now of the TAS and the Mercedes. The cybersecurity needs of an SMB and an enterprise vary by degree, not by kind. And therefore, they, they need a different version of the tool. So a professional cyclist needs a different bicycle to the guy who's just going for a casual ride. And there's a price difference on the tool. Uh, there's a functional difference on it. And it's not just because you can pay more, therefore you're going to be the best or you're going to be the most secure. No. There's all the hard work. There's all the training. There's all the readiness that one needs to put in and the investment of time and focus to get to that point. And you will never be the fittest person in the world because next year someone else will come along and will challenge you and will put you, well, beat your records or, you know, you could get sick and then, well, you're not going to be fit for, for very long and you've got to work all the way back at it. So too, you can be 100% secure. You can do every, take every measure possible to protect yourself and a new threat can come along and it can hit you. What then? How do you deal with that? So, get cyber Good fit. Advice. Comment. Yeah, and just Good to advice. add on that, you know, sorry, Aki, just to add on that, you, you spoke about, you used the analogy of a Tesla and the Mercedes. I think if we are looking at cost-saving lists, people should try adopting cloud. It's, it's, I think it's the most reliable, most cost-effective form of having your data protected. So, I know a lot of companies, um, especially your old professional people, they... You know, like when you used to how when you used to how to, to how things used to be done, and now there's this yeah. introduction of new technologies. Cloud yeah. is yes, there are companies who would want to have a bit of both, but.
but so far cloud has proven to be more cost effective. There's not a lot of infrastructure maintenance that you need to do on your side, but your data is protected. So let's yeah. get into the habit of adopt adopting cloud into our lives and we'll see how it can actually simplify things. Thank you very much. Now, awesome advice, uh, guys. Uh, our corner Nkalichani, product manager for Rectron South Africa. Peter French, who's the general manager for Middle East and Africa at Acronis. Guys, thank you so much for sharing your insights and your thoughts with us this morning on What's Next. We do appreciate your time. Thank, thank you. you so much, Aki. Thank you.